You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I was not nervous to talk to him. I have never seen you more nervous. We have interviewed and met hundreds of celebrities yeah. and for some reason not once but twice this is the one that totally flummoxes <laughs> you and you are unable to speak in his presence no I just I didn't want to it did, happened twice it, I've seen it happen twice I've witnessed it both times it totally happened no I was not being weird or awkward you about it you were being I was so standing weird there. I will tell you from my perspective because I watched it happen <laughs> oh no really yeah. did he know I think he was starting to, which is why I stepped in. I saved you. No, right then. I think it would have been fine. Mm. Okay, maybe not. Hello, everyone. Mm. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we're live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts <laughs> can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have a lot of things that we're going to get to today on this Monday, August 8th, 2016. But first. Oh. God damn it. Something we must address at the top of this show. And it is this. You, yes you, may be shopping wrong on the internet. The best way to shop on the internet, Sarah, want me to tell you? Tell me how, Greg. Uh, Well, I'd love to. Uh, Go to funemploymentradio.com. You type that into your web browser or your phone or however you get onto the uh, interwebs. And then once you get there, you'll see an image, (laughs) an image that says Amazon, like a beacon glowing in the middle of the night when you wake up and you want something to do and you're bored. You're like, well, I can't sleep. Maybe I should go online shopping. This will be your guide right there. Best way to spend your time when you can't sleep. You should go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. Always be there on that link. That's that's one of the most important things. And yes, you click on the Amazon link. It takes you to a magical world where you can shop to your heart's extent, whatever you so want to buy, but you must go through funemploymentradio.com first. When you said the date today, I always forget because I, do you know what August 8th is? Do you remember the song August 8th is a beautiful day? By no effects. Oh, that's right. Because it's this the day is Jerry when... Garcia died, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah well, I think that's the day he died. I don't know. Well, because the song's called "August Eighth is a Beautiful Day." I think that that's. Uh-huh. I think that's what it was. Because every time I hear "August Eighth," I'm like, "Oh, is a beautiful day." Oh. See, I don't. I don't remember that song very well. Yeah. Very August eighth uh, is a beautiful day. Yeah. Yes, because I'm gonna guess he was not a Grateful Dead fan. I, I, Fat Mike was Fat not Mike a huge Jerry did Garcia. Not fan. enjoy the music of the Grateful Dead. Uh, yes. Well, anyway, go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. That is very important. But mm-hmm. now back to what we were talking about here um so over this last weekend we didn't even get a chance to bring it up on the show last week uh sarah and i were very fortunate to be invited to a pretty fancy event it was a pretty fancy event that we went to we not like not like the downtown like, like dress up parties to go but we went to somewhere that was that was really cool so over this weekend there was a uh charity event that went on greg we're poor in bank account but rich in life yes there we go wow mm-hmm. look at that oh mm-hmm. that's kind of that needs to be our new take that sounds like tag a grateful line. dead lyric uh, so <laughs> i do like the grateful dead by the way some some songs oh, okay all right uh, so there was an event over this weekend called the Soulful Giving Blanket Concert. And I'll explain what that is. It's quite the mouthful. It's quite the mouthful. Mm-hmm. But what it is, it's a charity event that happens every year and it helps out um, a bunch of different organizations. It's a really, really cool event. And the the key part is where it takes place is out on Mr. Yoshida's property. And I want to explain <laughs> Mr. Yoshida in case you don't know. Uh, Mr. Yoshida 
is the purveyor of um, Yoshida's teriyaki sauce and then the whole empire that's come from that. So you may have seen it before. You probably have seen it in the grocery store. Even though everyone knows Yoshida's. Like even our friends from Australia who actually are heading home today uh, that yeah. we were hanging out with yesterday, Kiki and Jules. Like we were talk- I was talking to Kiki about being at that. She's like, oh, Yoshida's. She's like, in Australia. She's like, I have some of that in my cupboard right now. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, like he you turned know it- the font. You know the name. Of- yeah, he turned it into an empire. An empire. Yeah, and he's actually from here. I think originally from Japan, but he's been here for years and years. I, I believe this is where he made his big, uh, you know, where he made the sauce and became famous and then quite wealthy after that. So uh, he did, he's like a, he's like a like million, oh, millionaire many times over. Yeah. I think he's actually, I don't even know if he owns the company anymore. I think he might have sold it. No, I believe I overheard someone saying that he sold it for a pretty penny and then he's just kind of made a lot of like good investments yeah. and just kind of like invest in whatever he wants. Yeah. So he owns a lot of property out in um, like East kind Portland. of yeah, like uh, it's kind of out near the Sandy River, like kind of between like Troutdale and Corbett. If you know anything around yes. around this area, yeah. yeah. So it's right on the Sandy River, right on the river. Beautiful piece of property. He's got about fifteen acres out there. I like think is what they talked about. Landscaped like with waterfalls and like ducks and like things. Yeah, like, it was. It looks like something out of a movie. It does. It absolutely does. It Huge looks like a, of- a party that Billy Madison would have thrown. <laughs> I don't know about Billy Madison because uh-huh. then that Billy Madison that implies something else. There's going to be bouncy houses and well, not bouncy houses, and but drunk I mean, like, people big, passed out at a pool. Tents I think, and like grandiose I think, like flowers everywhere. I think that's things. actually the wrong person to probably equate it to. <laughs> that it's a, a Billy Madison party. I, I think it's a little bit better than that. Um, not that I wouldn't want to go to a Billy Madison party too. Those are very Just fancy parties. It's a different kind of party though. There's not an adult bouncy house and a drunk Norm Macdonald laying around a pool. There could have been a drunk Norm Macdonald there. I don't believe there was. There I were think celebrities kind there. Of, there. There were, and there and then there was a lot of drinking. I'm just saying there could have been a Norm Macdonald esque type of drunk. I think celebrity. you're skewing it a little bit differently than probably it actually was. That would be that would be amazing. But we weren't invited to that part. If there were a drunk Norm Macdonald by a pool section of the party, we weren't we weren't in that section. No. Uh, so. Anyway, he has the is ha- he has this charity event out on his property, and so you can buy tickets to it and get there. And we were uh, lucky enough; our friend, um, I believe we can say it, yeah, yeah uh, our friend Bozik uh, hooked us up with some tickets to go out there because he was doing some work on it and some work for them. And so we got these tickets. My brother actually flew in on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. so Jeff was here. So it was Nibbler Brothers on the loose. <sighs> it was me and two Nibblers. Yep. And uh, and you can see some pictures on our Facebook page, I think, and Twitter that were that were posted of that. And so, but the cool thing about our tickets yes. is that the fact, like, so they weren't just regular tickets. Like, what was it? Give us a motherfucking hookup. Like, we had VIP tickets. We had VIP tickets. Which you know, sometimes when you're like a VIP for something, it's like, okay, well, that's cool. But I mean, like, these actually like did stuff. Yeah. Like we got like we got like gift bags and yeah. special seating and yeah. it was it was weird. It was pretty cool. So we went there and to get out there because it's it's pretty far out. They had a shuttle service going and we went to um, I think Lloyd Center is where we were at. Yeah, mm. Lloyd's part of Lloyd Center, which is a shopping mall here. And they had a shuttle service, so you go there and you catch these buses that take you out to the property since it's pretty far out of Portland and and you know and they don't want people drinking and driving. Yeah, so, so it's pretty sweet. So of course, right when our cab dropped us off, like that was right when one of the buses was leaving, and we're like, oh, okay, but yeah. it looked crowded, and we're like, all right, we'll just wait for the next one. Yeah, and so the next one that came, I guess, was the only one of its kind. It's this party bus. It's a full bus. It's a former prison bus. It is a repurposed prison bus. Which is 
awesome inside. I mean, it wasn't probably no, awesome no. for the prisoners. Yeah, yeah. But I think back in the day, it probably wasn't as awesome as it is now. They've done a little bit of work to it. They've mm. removed the bars. There's nobody with a shotgun. There aren't any bars. Um, but there's the old like intercom system in the back, like you know, the, like the metal intercoms, and but all the seats inside, like it's been completely cleared out, and it's just like this giant party bus that's been like it's like hand painted murals inside, benches made out of wood. Yeah, and it's. It was awesome. And, you know, like weird decorations and like curtains and different kinds of things and complimentary beer. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a really, really cool. So you're sitting in there and, and getting to do that. And they have, you know, like the flashing lights and all of that stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. Flashing lights, music. And then we ended up even like befriending the employees because, of course, that's what we do. We befriend people. Yeah. So we made a new friend named Nick. Who was, uh, who was a very nice young gentleman, and he made sure, like, he's like, oh, you guys have the VIP tickets. Well, I'll make sure that when you get off the bus, you know, that you're greeted with your gift bags. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. We get greeted with our gift bags. That's cool. Yeah. It was, it was pretty sweet. And so, so we get there onto the property, and you roll in there, and it is, like we said, I mean, it's immaculate, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it is full rich guy property. But the best part was um, Mr. Yoshida himself, and we've been talking to people about this. They were like, oh, yeah, he's a really funny guy. He's, he's pretty kooky like he's he's eccentric he is he's the you definition know? of eccentric like yeah. when like we saw him when we first got onto the property and like it is a gated 15 acre property like, yeah you get on and it's like there's a parking lot i mean it's huge mm-hmm. and this is somebody's like actual like i don't know if he he resides there there was a house there I yeah i don't know if that's, know if that's just one of his places or how that all works yeah, yeah but really of course like we saw and like we were talking to our friend nick that we made and he's just like oh there's mr yoshida right now i'm like what and sure as shit, there's like a there's Mr. Yoshida, and he's driving a gold golf cart, uh-huh. and he's just zipping along right next to our bus. Like, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's tearing around in a in a gold golf cart, and we ended up seeing him throughout the day. And everybody said, you know, he's a really fun guy. You know, obviously very charitable. You know, I don't know him, so I couldn't say a hundred percent. But I uh, clearly he's very charitable that he's donating all this stuff and making no, all this work. To, and all the people to we talked to that have met him yeah. so that he's just he's eccentric and and really nice. Yeah, which is what I would want to do if I were to be a rich guy. Mm. I'd, I'd do chari- charitable events, but I would be the oh, crazy guy cool. tearing around on a little golf cart throughout oh, yeah. everybody. No, he did. No shits were given. No, he was and just then zipping around. At, well, at one point too, when they were announcing something from the stage about him, because oh, and this is how this is how fancy this thing was. The governor was there. And, like, senators were there. The governor spoke at this thing. And I should say this. So part of it was they had all these tents set up and, like, food carts and a VIP tent. And then um, they had a silent auction that was going on with a bunch of really cool stuff. And then it had a big stage where cover bands were playing. <laughs> so they had one. I, I can't remember the name of the first one. It was, like, an acoustic. It was, like, a, a mixed bag of Yeah, of they did, like, 80s, 80s and 90s. Songs. Yeah. The next one that we got, like, that was probably, like, it started, like, 20 minutes after we got there was the Foreigner Tribute Band. Yeah. Yeah, which they were good. I mean, we're not talking about like crappy foreigner like cover bands. No, These are bands exactly that are like, like full on. I mean, this is their life. Like they, they do it. Yeah, they yeah. do it one hundred percent. Yeah, and so there was a foreigner band, a heart band. I think there was a journey band coming mm. on later. And but with the Yoshida thing, at one point they announced his name on stage, and you know, just said, "Hey, thank you so much." And all he did was run up to the front of the stage, like didn't even go on it, and just ran back and forth with his arms up in the air, uh, yelling and screaming. And, and then, then that's it. Yep, and, then, and then got back in his golf cart. Yep, and then took off. I'm like, <laughs> that is awesome. That is how I want to be if I were a rich eccentric uh, person like that. Well, it's true because it's totally I mean, with I that do. kind of money, like people like still want to be around you. Like, yeah, you can be as crazy as you want. And they'll still be like, oh, Mr. Yoshida, yeah. you're just crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, we were out there for a while. And what we were talking about at the beginning of the show was this, you know, there were some 
some celebrities out there, and one of them happened to be somebody that I'm a big fan of, oh and I know it's gosh. not a super You name. and your brother. Me and my brother are big fans. Me hanging uh, out with you know, the Moron Brothers being so excited about this. We're Trailblazers fans. You know, uh, Sarah and I used to work for the Blazers. We did broadcasting with the Blazers, met a lot of people, met former Blazers, all kinds of stuff um, while working there. It was really, really cool. Um, the current players, that doesn't... I, I would never get nervous around them. Just like, oh, cool. Well, there's, you know, so-and-so. We're going to go interview them. And that was fine. But there's one guy for some reason. Now, granted, if I had met Clyde Drexler, I would freak the hell out. Like, Clyde, I would freak out for that. Uh, but this other guy played for the Blazers in the late 90s, early 2000s, and is Brian Grant. And if you're from around here, you know who Brian Grant is, um, If you, especially if you were around the Blazers. All around, like, super good dude. He's just a good guy. And he did a lot of good things for the community. He used to go out, I remember on Thanksgivings, and he would, um, they would find different, you know, families in need. And he would show up at their house with just, like, a full Thanksgiving dinner and lay it out for him and hang out for a bit and then go do it to another house. You've always regaled me with tales. Brian Brian Grant's just awesome. And then I didn't realize that it was a total, like, nibbler thing. It's not just me. No, it's you and your brother who are, like, back and forth. I haven't – I can't – okay, so anyway, so we're at this thing. (laughs) We will sing the praises of Brian Grant forever. So we're at this thing. We're in, like, this VIP tents thing, which was – Again, big thanks to Bose. Like, it was awesome because like the regular beer lines like were you know like two hundred like people yeah. long. So I mean like without that we would have been waiting forever. So it was like it was we were spoiled. It was really cool. But we're in one VIP. There are two of them. Yeah, we're in one VIP tent. And I think it was your brother that saw him first, wasn't it? Um, no, you did. You you pointed him out. No, I didn't see him. Oh, it wasn't you? No, oh, no, well, it wasn't me. So it, it have, wasn't yeah, me. I think it was yeah. your brother. Because okay. I wasn't looking for Brian Grant. And then last time I saw him, his hair was a lot longer, too. So I wouldn't have really recognized him. Well, he's him. also hard to miss. Yeah. I mean, he's like 6'10". He was so he very does, tall. Yeah, he, he mm-hmm. stands out over the crowd when he's standing up. But yeah, we're like, oh my gosh, there's Brian Grant hanging out. And, you know, he does a lot of charitable things, too. He's got his, he's got Parkinson's, in case anybody didn't know. Um, Brian Grant has Parkinson's. And his foundation is called Shake It Till We Make It. Yeah, which Shake is, It Till You Make It. Yeah, that's which is just fantastic. And... And so he does a lot of charitable things in the area. And so he's clearly out there supporting this. <laughs> Vicky says that she has a beanie baby of Brian Grant. That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's I bet cool. Greg would play, pay American dollars for that. That's Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I've always just liked him. He's, he's just... You and your brother, clearly, because I've never seen you both freeze up so much. Yeah, I know. I mean, we talked to a lot of celebrities and I just that one... So anyway, so he's in another. So, he's just cool. So he's in another tent, and Greg's kind of freaking out, and then uh-huh. Jeff's kind of freaking out, but they're both like, you know, like, oh, okay, there's Brian Grant. But you're just, I'm like, well, do you guys want to go? <laughs> we were get- talking like that. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. No. And so, you know, both the nibblers are uh, losing their minds, and I'm like, all right, well, did you guys want to go over and talk to him? Like, we have these VIP things. We can go in that tent and talk to him. And they're like, well, okay, because he was kind of next to the beer line. Uh-huh. And so both of the nibblers are like, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> we can go over there. And I'm like, all right, what we'll do is you guys go, like, let's get our beers, and then one of you go and take a picture, like, and ask if you can take a picture with him, and then I'll have my camera ready, and we'll take a picture with him. Yeah. And I'll take a picture of you guys, because it, it's okay. Um, so we go there, we get beers, and Greg and, uh, and his brother Jeff are kind of standing there after we all get our beers. And, like, we're literally about five feet away from Brian Grant. Yeah. Yeah, we're standing there, you know, and I was I was kind of I was waiting. I was waiting for my moment to say hi because he was in the middle okay, of conversation. I didn't want to bother him. Being waiting for his moment, he meant just kind of standing there, <laughs> kind of looking over at him within like five feet of him, standing there so <laughs> awkwardly. And then Jeff's standing there staring at Greg, and Greg's trying to like get Brian Grant's attention. I'm like, oh my god! I was about ready. I was about ready thing. to make my move and say hello, you know, and then. 
Sarah apparently thought we were being awkward. You were being awkward. You were standing there for about a good five seconds, and it was like really apparent. <laughs> and the woman he was with had noticed you guys. And I'm just like, you know what? I, and this is exactly what I had to do last time you met him, too. As Greg was too afraid to talk to him. So I, had to be I don't like, want to bother him. But you did want to bother him because you were standing there. I did want there. to bother him, yes. but then I didn't want to bother him. Yes. And so last time, like four or five years ago, I'm working with the Blazers. I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Grant, can you know, can my friend Greg get a picture with you? So there's <laughs> that one. So it was the exact same thing this time, but it was two of them, yeah. both nibblers. And I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> so finally, they're just standing there. It's getting awkward. I'm like, well, fuck this. And so I'm like, excuse me. I, and I didn't say Mr. Grant last time. I think I said Brian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, excuse me, Brian. Yeah, like, I think I'm that's sorry. what you said. Yeah, because yeah. you guys weren't doing anything. Well, was, I was going to. I was no, going to. Weren't. I was waiting for him to finish his conversation. There's and then nothing I was creepier erupt. than someone sitting there waiting for you to finish your conversation oh. and kind of staring at you out of the corner of their eye. I'm sorry. I like Brian Grant. He makes me nervous. So anyway, so I'm just like, oh, excuse By me, By nothing Brian. that he does. He doesn't do anything to be, make anybody nervous. It's no, just I was me. like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry to bother you, but my friends wanted to know if they could get a picture with you. Yeah. And uh, and the woman who was talking to you was so nice, and I'm just like, I'm so sorry to interrupt. And she's like, oh, my gosh, please. No, no. He, he loves to take pictures with his fans. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I just, I don't, did you guys even say anything to him? No, I just said, hey, man, thanks, big fan. And I shook his hand. And then, uh, and I then think we only a like picture. a third of those words came out. I think you said, hey, fan. Then, thanks. And then I said, you know, and then we took a picture. And then I said, thank you very much. And then, uh, and then I got out of his, and then I went away. Mm-hmm. And I scurried off <laughs> and got out of his, got out of his hair. It was really cool. It was cool. I'm, I mean, he's just, he's, anyway. Yeah. He was I very like gracious. Grant. Yeah. He was very gracious. He was very nice. And he was just, it, and, yeah, he was just a nice guy. He's just is. And he was like, yeah. oh my gosh, of course we can take a picture. Like, he wasn't bothered. No. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Unless it's a charity event. I mean, all the events are charity, so. Yeah. Yeah. So that like worked out. on their best behavior. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Got the picture with Brian Grant. And then, um, yeah, and then just kind of walked around the whole grounds of the place. Mm-hmm. Checked it out. Watched some of the bands. Watched some. Um, Found people- my new favorite game in the world. Yeah, that game was pretty cool. Oh my gosh. So they had this game there, which nobody else was really playing except for uh, me, Greg, Jeff, and Bozik. Yeah. The entire time we just kept going like, you know, Nibbler versus Nibbler, Nibbler versus Sarah, Sarah versus Bozik, Bozik versus Nibbler. Like uh-huh. we were just doing this back and forth. It's a giant plastic Connect Four game. It was called like Mega Four Connect or something. Yeah, like some sort of like big bulky. It was just like like, like big Jenga. You it's know? like big Jenga, but it was big, big Connect, Connect Four. Four, and it was the coolest thing ever. And we ended up playing Big Connect Four for probably a grand total of like an hour. And I a think half. we were the only ones playing it though. Nobody else was really playing that That's game. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, we were the only ones that were. playing Yeah, it like no nobody else like would come over there and uh, and play that. But I thought it was awesome. I, I want it. I know we I need to get, get it. that. Yeah. Yeah, so Giant Connect 4. You can probably buy it at um, by going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. I did see that it was a, there was a Costco label on it. A Costco? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so I don't know how much that was. All right. Yeah, I looked for a price on it, too. I yeah. Find one. I did see it was uh, registered to Miss, Mrs. Yoshida. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was to Mrs. Yoshida. <laughs> yeah, I was exactly like, oh, well, was. Mrs. Yoshida picked this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, played some Giant yeah, Connect so you 4. you got your picture. Got my picture. Exciting. Yeah, hung out. It was a great time. And then on the way back... Um, uh, Bozik gave us a ride back, and we rode in his Jeep. And if you follow us on Twitter, you would have seen an, a tour of 82nd. I'm not going to lie. I had had a couple of beverages during that yeah. time. We, I think all of us except for Bozik except had. Except for Bozik, yes. Who was the only one who couldn't. Me and the nibblers, because we also got free beer at this thing. Well, yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. some. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's just like, all right, it's free beer. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We're not driving. Well, you, you gotta, it. You're going to drink it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so and we did, and, and we, we did. did, and then we rode back in a jeep, and I 
Periscoped for like 10 minutes. I haven't gone back and watched that. I don't think that that's necessary. I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, where we were just doing like a play-by-play of uh, 82nd Avenue. Oh, I forgot about that. that yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. So a lot of... Uh, a lot, of, a lot of commentary that happened there. Mm. I believe Jeff flipped off the camera quite a bit, too. That yeah, was, that's, that's his standard. Yeah, that's what you guys do. That's, that's his go-to. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, then we did that. But it was such a great time, and um, and all for a good cause, too, you know, everything that was going on out there. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. A lot a of fun. fun. way to spend the Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah. But yes, I totally want to be the rich eccentric guy. Or just the rich guy. Doesn't even have to be eccentric. Uh, either way, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would take you that. You don't want to be the only eccentric guy. You want to either be rich eccentric or just rich. No, because if you're not rich, then you're just weird. Then you're just crazy. Well, I've see, already got that. Money so gives I might as well you, have like, the money on top of it. Money gives you the crazy padding. Mm-hmm. Because eccentricity uh, can be, you know, kind of padded with money. Yeah. I probably would go the Billy Madison route a little bit. Oh, yeah. i put in a bouncy house oh, for, like, no for sure. reason. Yeah, and just have that out there. Absolutely no reason. It's like, hey, guys, come over to my bouncy house. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then make, like, weird water slides places that go nowhere. Not into the water? No, well, it would go into the water, but it would go like to an underground pool or something like that. Now, then that's sounding creepy. That the more did, I think but, about and it. then you're going to like murder people? No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. It's the hardest sport to hunt. No. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway, it was, it was really cool. Absolutely great time. Good, good. Yes. Yeah, it was a fun weekend all around. And the next weekend, oh my gosh, Greg. Well, I don't even want to talk about that. I don't even want to get into that because I'm going to be, I have too much this week. To, to do before I start getting myself worked up on this because I, I'm trying to suppress getting worked up and excited about it because I'm, I'm going to go see Guns N' Roses on Friday mm-hmm. and it's something that I've always talked about and I always wanted to do it for $50 tickets and I got it for almost $50 tickets and we're going to be going up to Seattle to see them and it's going to be so much fun. Ah, see, this is why I can't talk about it. Yeah, you sound a little crazy today. I know. I can't, I can't think about it. I have to try to suppress mm. that this week for at least a couple of days. Okay. And then, and then by about Thursday, I'm going to start going kind of crazy. Well, yeah, because that's going to be our last show of the week. Yes. Yeah, we're not doing a show on Friday this week, just so everybody knows, um, because we will be traveling. Yes, we're taking your train, too, which I'm really excited about. Yes, Larry Armstrong. Then you'll, you'll get to see, you know, the kinds of favors that I can curry. I've been on a train with you. You've curried no favors. Well, I've, I've worked on it a little bit. But it, you've worked on what your train etiquette? Yeah, yeah. I think I've I think I've come up with a new routine. I'm not going to be able to talk to you on the train. By the way, you'll kind of. That's I'm totally okay bit. with that. You. Don't I may have to use you. No, nope, just for don't leverage. talk to me. That's no. I, I liked it better the first thing you said. I wonder if I can complain about you guys if I'll get like upgraded to a fancier car. I'll have to think about this. Wait, are you? Ser- I'll bring you along once I move up. Everything you're do- saying today is making you just sound mean. Going to complain about us so that you can get upgraded to a fancy car and then well, we're, no, I mean, we're and then stuck I, in the then bowels I bring of you the up. train. Then I bring you up. After you've complained about us, like, I have bright hair. They'll recognize me. Well, yeah, but then see, then it's fine. Then I'm being gracious. We'll have to talk about it. There's a, there's a whole thing behind it. Okay. Oh, hello, my friends. Oh, man, my allergies are killing me today. My eyes are so itchy. That's my intro to World of Crazy. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my World of Crazy. Crazy. Greg, now, do you ever wonder if some of your comic books are worth a lot of money? Yes. That you've held on to? Yes. All right. Well, they, in fact, could be. I've looked up a couple. And what, what did Not they so say? Not so much. Not so, so much? Not so much? Yeah. Do you have any, like, first editions of anything? 
Punisher number one. Oh, that sounds like something... Surprisingly not worth very much. Oh, are there a lot of them? I guess there's a lot of them, yeah. Okay, well, maybe that's why this one made almost a million dollars. Whoa. A rare Superman comic sold at auction for close to one million dollars. Oh, but is it like a really old one? Yeah, it's Action Comics number one, which marks marks the first appearance of Superman. Was sold at auction Thursday for about one million dollars. I can assure you I do not have that one. Well, there are about a hundred copies of it out in the world somewhere. So you might be able to stumble. There's only a hundred, yeah. You know one is sitting in somebody's attic. Oh, yeah, and it'll never be found and it'll just disintegrate. Probably more than one. Well, uh, Heritage Auctions in Dallas sold this first edition uh, for $956,000 which far surpassed the original estimate of what they thought it was going to sell for, for $750,000. So this comic was from June of 1938. Wow. And it originally sold for $0.10 a copy. Now, uh, as I said, there are about 100 copies of the issue believed to still be in existence in this particular moment in time. So uh, the director of Comics and Comic Art at Heritage Heritage Auctions, which is uh, the place that was auctioning, this comic off said, uh, as the bidding went higher and higher, we were grateful bidders recognized this copy as the gem it truly is. I think you're just excited that it's making $200,000 more yeah, than you exactly. thought it was going to. A uh, few of this, uh, few copies of this comic survived, let alone come to auction with such a bright cover. So apparently it's one in very good condition. Uh, it displays beautifully. So the issue came from a private collection and was purchased from a dealer in 1998 for $26,000. He was able to turn that into almost a million. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, but how, wait, how much was it? Twenty six in nineteen ninety eight. He yeah. bought it for twenty six. See, so he already had twenty six thousand dollars just laying around to spend on a comic. I doubt a million dollars means that much to him. And then he was able to wait it out eighteen years yeah. and then sell it for oh twenty six grand for nine hundred thousand sure. dollars more. That's an investment, though. I mean, that's smart. Yeah, but you also have to have $26,000 to risk on a comic book. Yeah, well, I guess this isn't... I guess this isn't even, like, the highest quality. Because this is... uh, The certified guarantee company graded the quality of the copy 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, but that old, there's probably... You're not going to find... Anything higher than that. Yeah. I would think. Yes, I know we have a lot of comic collectors, which I'm sure everyone's very aware of, like, what they're, you know, if you collect comics, you clearly know like, I've got what a, is of value and what isn't. I've got a big box of them. I don't know. I need to go through them. Maybe you should. Maybe you're sitting on a comic gold mine. Have don't you, you have all those baseball cards, too? Uh, I have football and basketball cards. Yeah. They're not worth a ton. Yeah. I've looked those up. Okay, well, maybe your The market kind of dropped out on those. But comics, the market just keeps on growing. Yeah. Mm. All right. I would have totally killed for this when I was in college. This is kind of a magical creation. And it's a pizza ATM. This is a thing that exists. And Ohio University has created a pizza ATM that cooks and dispenses an entire pizza on demand. Wait, wouldn't it just be like a pizza vending machine? Yeah, but it's a a pizza vending machine slash... They call it the pizza ATM. I don't know. Maybe pizza vending machine was trademarked. And then the pizzas, after they're cooked... They're placed into boxes and dispensed through a slot in the machine. So you get to pick out what t- kind of pizza you want. It cooks inside of the machine, and then it goes into a box. And you how get home with how you. expensive is this? Uh, I can tell you. So it can store. So basically, this machine comes stocked with seventy pizzas at one given time. Uh, so this is at Xavier University or Xavier University in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So uh, a representative from the university said we were looking for a way to solve the problem of having a late night pizza option on campus because they didn't have one. Oh, 
I lived on Pizza Pipeline when I lived in Boulder. I ate a lot of Pizza Pipeline, too. Did you have Pizza Pipeline? Mm-hmm. I think it's just a Northwest thing. Huh. I don't, at least then. I don't even know if it's still around. Is it just like a college thing? Because I've never Could seen be. it. Yeah. Since, like, yeah. Yeah, Oregon State. Drunken Pizza Pipeline. They had the one pizza I remember that was like the gigantic. It was like 28 inches oh. across or something. And uh, we got that like once or twice. When we were splurging, because Pizza Pipeline was always the cheapest, but when we'd splurge, it was during um, that whole pizza craze, because this was in the late 90s. <laughs> the late 90s pizza craze. No, it was, though. When, the, when all the pizza places were trying to do a New York-style pizza. Do you oh. remember that? Like, Pizza Hut had this giant, like, New York, like, big, oh, look, it's a New York-style slice. Huh. And it was huge and had these giant slices of pizza. I mean, they were enormous. And so, like, when we'd splurge, we'd get the Pizza Hut New York-style, like, big pizzas. I don't remember that one. We didn't really have... I don't know if Pizza Hut was in Corvallis. I mean, I'm assuming probably there was one. Oh, yeah. Pizza, pizza Pipeline. Pipeline was the main one. And they had all to, the though. plastic... Like, they'd serve all their sodas in plastic cups. And every, mm-hmm. like, house on campus had, like, you know, 16 plastic Pizza Pipeline oh, cups. Oh, yeah. Everybody got Pizza Pipeline. Yeah. And the pizza wasn't even that great, but it was... No. No, but it was cheap and, and it was available you were drunk like late and it night. Didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. and they delivered late, late late night. Well, so yeah, uh, it looks like it is just in Corvallis, Washington State, Spokane. I don't think it's in. Oh yeah, one in Eugene, one in Eugene, one in Corvallis. Otherwise, it's all Spokane. I haven't had it in like WSU. What twelve years now or sixteen years? I haven't had I it since know. I was at Oregon State. I mean, yeah. Now I kind of want it. All right. Anyway, so they did not have a pizza pipeline at Xavier University in Cincinnati, Ohio. So they were uh, so the, ca- the university was looking for a way to solve the problem of getting a late night pizza option to people on campus. Um, so this meets our students where they're at in their uh, in their residence hall. So basically, they stuck it outside of uh, the biggest residence hall. Yeah, I don't know why they call it the pizza ATM. It should be a pizza vending machine. Yeah, but like regardless, this is an automatic what an automatic teller machine. So it's. It's an automatic teller for the pizza. Yeah, but I, I don't think that applies yeah. to that. Regardless, when I was in Europe, they did have um, a French fry machine. Oh, was that one of the hungry. hostels I was staying at? Yeah, and you'd buy it and it would cook you French fries. They're gross. They were really gross. Like good gross or just gross? No, gross? they're just gross. Oh. They sat in the machine for who knows how long oh, God, until somebody went and ordered French like fries. They just taste like oil and they have like no flavor. Yeah, yeah, it was not. They were not good. Yeah, so there's uh, so they continue to call it the pizza ATM. Uh, yeah, the person the uh, the person who keeps talking about this says there's one pizza ATM in the U.S. and this is it. We like the idea of being the first and innovative to try something new. So if you'd like to purchase a pizza from the pizza machine, a 12 inch medium pizza costs nine dollars. That's not too terrible. No, no, not if you're getting it late night. Yeah, you're gonna spend nine bucks on a. 12-inch pizza. Oh, yeah. And you can use credit cards, debit cards, or student ID cards um, to purchase the pizza. And I'm sorry, you said how long does it take it to cook? It takes three minutes to Three cook. minutes. So, yeah. So, it's quick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you can be like, oh, I want a nice hot pizza and I don't want to wait. Yeah, three minutes? Hell, yeah. You usually have to wait 30. Yeah. No, I'd be totally into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, the pizza pipeline, giant pizza, now I remember, Colossus. Oh, my God. What are the Colossus? <laughs> Oh, I want pizza. All right. Speaking of food, thank you to everyone who sent this story to me. Um, I will start preface this by saying that the turtle remains unharmed when I tell you this story. Okay. A passenger got into some trouble, although he wasn't arrested, but he did make many headlines because you don't see this every day. Um, after trying to board 
an airline flight with his pet turtle hidden inside of a KFC burger. He tried to disguise his pet turtle as a cheeseburger. Oh, wow. Because he didn't want to leave Like what? Table. Did he put like two pieces of bread on it and like wrap it up and put it in a bag? He or? did. So he attempted to smuggle his pet turtle onto a flight by discover, uh, disguising it as a, as a cheeseburger. <laughs> the man who's been identified only by his surname, Lee, he was passing through security at uh, China's, one of China's international airports uh, ahead of a, a China's Southern Airlines flight to Beijing. When, as he was, his stuff was getting scanned, uh, something strange was detected in his carry-on luggage. Now, Lee had packed a KFC burger into his bag, but the x-ray machine picked up on some, quote, odd protrusions sticking out of the wrapper. Turns out the protrusions were turtle legs and the turtle tail. <laughs> so he put the buns on either side, but they're like... That's a big burger, isn't it? I mean, how big is this turtle? I don't. It doesn't say how big the turtle was. Uh, so Lee had, in fact, hidden his pet turtle inside of a sesame seed bun and put him in the KFC package to make him look as if he was the cheeseburger. Why was he trying to fly with this turtle? Because he didn't want to leave his turtle because he loved his turtle. So uh, when asked about the strange protrusions coming from his cheeseburger, Lee wasn't prepared to give away the fact that he was bringing his buddy along with him. Uh, he reportedly refused to submit to a bag search. Uh, the airport staff said, uh, it looks like you have a turtle in your bag. He <laughs> said, quote, there's no turtle in there, just a hamburger. There's nothing special to see inside. <laughs> well, after he didn't convince them, Lee finally agreed to let airport staff search his bag and the turtle between the two buns was recovered. <laughs> when he was asked why he had stuffed the live turtle inside of his burger, Lee said that he didn't want to be parted from his beloved turtle because he was his best friend. Oh. Airport staff explained to Lee turtles were not allowed on the plane, and he agreed to leave his pet in the temporary care of a human friend. Are turtles very friendly? I mean, to be... Yeah, I have friends that own turtles. I mean, I have friends that own turtles. I'm just saying, are they very... F do they reciprocate friendship, really? I mean, like a dog or a cat, you I know? I think so, because people who have turtles, like, really do have, like, a friendship I with mean, them. can you pet them? I mean, yeah, you could pet them. They're not soft. They're cute. Yeah? They wander around. I don't know. They're kind of adorable. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I just, I kind of look at it like a... I mean, it's like people who have lizards or It's like being best friend with something. a fish or... People you know? love fish. Well, I'm not saying people don't love fish. Well, it's like how people. I'm just who saying, are is that with, like, a friendship really? Well, it's like people. Is who the are... turtle going to miss you, Greg? I do not know the turtle's brain well enough to know if it is going to miss its human companion. Yeah, but I do like know, like a that dog or a cat, you know they miss you. That this human companion was missing his turtle. Well, that's true. All right, and I do have a final story. And this might be a little hard for you to hear, Greg, because it's something that you're passionate about. Uh oh. Um, but this is a scientific study that's come out to prove that this might be something that is coming to an end. Uh oh. What? What? Greg, it has been announced that for the first time in over 10 years, on a steady, there's been, you know, a, a steady what, increase in the purchase of this particular item. For the first time, it is now hitting a downward spiral. It is the downfall of cargo shorts, Greg. What? No. It is Come now on. being reported that cargo shorts are on their way out. Why? Oh my god, are you wearing cargo I shorts? I am wearing right cargo now? shorts oh, right Jesus. now. They have extra pockets I can put things in. Dude, what do you have in your cargo short pockets I right have now? None of your business. You that's have in nothing my pockets. in them. You don't need all of those pockets. I do. I kept my sunglasses in there and I thought I lost them, but they were in fact in my cargo shorts. And short you pants. sat on them and probably broke them. No, because it's on the side, so I can't sit on it. Well, it's being reported by the Wall Street Journal that sales 
For the mid, they call it the mid 1990s staple. That explains so much about Greg's outfits. Have fallen for the first time in over 10 years. Why? Yes. Once what are huge in mall stores such as Abercrombie and Fitch, uh, the cargo short seems to be on the outs thanks to growing interest in uh, athletic wear. Oh, God. So, okay. And shorts not full of bulky pockets. Wait a minute here. Let me just tell you. Let it's me explain this to you. It's why the sales are declining. The, probably no. because cargo shorts are hideous. No. Let me explain something to you. And the cargo short certainly has a reputation for being unfashionable. Okay. Okay. Here. But let me tell you what you're getting with this. You shouldn't be quite so happy about this. Because what that just said is cargo shorts are going out. Athletic shorts, that means shiny shorts are going to be in. That's not shiny that, shorts. What are athletic shorts? They're going to be like looser shorts without all the bulky pockets. Athletic shorts are shiny shorts. They are not shiny you're, shorts. You're saying you're applauding the fact that cargo shorts are going out. Something that you can utilize and are, are great utility pants. And now cargo shiny shorts, shorts. are so lumpy. And gross. Oh, fine. I'm going to start wearing shiny shorts in here into the studio you would every not day. I wear shiny shorts. I know I that you would. I have two pairs of shiny shorts at home for athletic purposes, but now people are going to be wearing them out as fashion. Fine. No, it's athleisure and athletic. Whoa, somebody I'm is gonna start wearing, really different. I'm going to start wearing shiny this? shorts oh, everywhere. I knew I'd get a reaction. I didn't know it would be that kind of reaction. They're so, but cargo shorts fit really well. All right, uh, let me repeat the last line before I was so really what interrupted. It comes down to. While it's unknown exactly why sales are declining, it's known because they're hideous. Uh, the cargo shorts certainly does have a long held reputation for being very unfashionable. No, nobody said that. Women have known this for a long time, you are and now. This up. Nope. Okay, I might have embellished a little bit, but here's the exact Wall Street Journal quote. While it's unknown exactly why sales are declining, the cargo short certainly has a reputation for being unfashionable. <sighs> Women have known this for a long time, and now men seem to be catching on. I'm not going to start wearing shiny shorts It anywhere. is saying that cargo shorts also have been testing relationships throughout the course of their existence. For example, uh, relationships around the country are tested... By cargo shorts, loosely cut shorts, of course, with large pockets sewn onto the sides. Men who love them say they're comfortable and practical for the summer. Bam. Detractors say they've been out of style for years, deriding them as bulky, uncool, and just flat-out ugly. The New York Times reports about cargo shorts. Uh, the pockets of cargo shorts, though ideally practical for a roofer or a gaffer on the job. Gregory, are you a roofer? There are not... Okay. Gregory, are, get... you a, are you a gaffer? Let me get to the bottom line here. There aren't a lot of shorts out there that are my size. And so when I find shorts that work, like cargo shorts, I wear them. I could wear shiny shorts, but I'm not one of those heathens who likes to wear those out in the public, like to a bar. If I'm not playing in a basketball game or running, I don't need to wear shiny shorts, but shiny shorts are brought everywhere If now. you're constantly wearing cargo shorts, why are you always constantly asking me to hold shit in my purse for you? I don't. You don't even use... Yes, you do! Everything. Like, I'll set my purse down, and then we're going somewhere, and it's, like, full of, like... It has, like, a beanie of yours, and, like, your sunglasses, and some, like, a lanyard for something. No. You know that I'm not lying. You are lying right now. I'm not wearing beanies now. It's summer. I'm not oh, going to wear a beanie in cargo shorts. Well, cargo shorts, of course, uh, are shorter versions of the cargo pant, which has a legitimate utilitarian purpose. They were introduced in the 40s by the U.S. Air Force to... Uh, uh, access supplies during flights or ammunition when hiding on top of mountains. The thing is, though, Greg, you are not at war. You are not a gaffer. You are not a roofer. Mm -hmm. You're a human man who lives in Portland who 
walks around with empty cargo short pockets. If you would like to buy some cargo shorts, though, it says they're still widely available at Walmart. For all of your cargo short needs. And Ross Dress for Less. And Ross Dress for Less. There you have it, Greg. Well, you will not find me wearing shiny shorts out of my... You, know who wears you and your you and your uh, your fashion soulmate, Mr. Jenky, in the chat says... Uh, you, you know who wears shiny shorts out in, out in the public, like when they're not doing something athletic? Keelan? Or basketball? Well, yes. They're also the same kind of person. I equate that. The same person who like goes out for a night at the bar in shiny shorts. Same kind of person that wears sweatpants to a strip club. They absolutely are not. I believe shiny shorts are more higher class than cargo shorts. Oh, are you kidding me? Cargo shorts just look dirty and sad. Shiny shorts out to a bar. Well, as long as you're not like, I don't want to see anybody half masked in the shiny shorts, but I like. That's what you're risking. That. I'm just saying it's somebody who bumps into people a lot. It's a little suspect. No, and Keelan, I was not making fun of your shorts. You're, you're just the first person I thought about. I'm making fun <laughs> of Greg's shorts. Let's keep the anger directed at Greg. It's Greg and his cargo shorts. Well, in the epic battle of cargo shorts versus shiny shorts, I'm I'm pro cargo shorts. I'm not. There you have it, my friends. What the rest of us is all, have already known for many, many years. Cargo shorts are in the decline. Doesn't, and that is your world of crazy. I'm wearing them all summer long now. I'm going to go buy an extra pair. That's being defended that news. those are your utility pants, Greg. Absolutely. You don't have a damn thing. I want you to stand up right now. And open all of your pockets and show me exactly what you have. I don't have anything in there right now because I'm yeah. not doing anything. I don't need anything in there. What? Just because I have pockets doesn't need to have... I have to have them full of things all the time. Yes, you do. If you're saying that cargo shorts are a necessity, then you should have them full of things I'm all the time. I'm saying they work really well. And the they reason also I carry my purse around is because I have things in there that I carry. That's the purpose of me having a purse. You having like purse shorts, which is basically what those are. I think you're being unfair. I think you have purse shorts. Fine. I, I don't that's care. what they are. It's hard to find shorts. When you're short? <laughs> it is, quite honestly. It's quite difficult, and I can are, find them. You're in the floaty area between like short pants and long shorts. You don't quite know where It's difficult. Where to go. You're being mean. <laughs> you are being really mean. <laughs> it's hard to find shorts, and I'm going to wear these. Okay, well, now you may be fine. I'm going to go buy you a pair of shorts from Ross Dress for Less. <laughs> It's hard when you're a shorter gentleman. Do you want me to pull the Incredible Hulk music? No, I'm d- no, I'm just saying you're being <laughs> you're being really mean. You're shaming me. Is I wasn't what you're trying doing. to be mean. I didn't know you'd be all sensitive about it. Well, I can't find a lot of shorts that fit. Oh my god, I didn't know we were getting real. Well, why do you think I wear these? I don't know because you thought they looked cool. Because they fit. I didn't realize they were your only option. There's not a lot now of options. Is, now you're making okay, me feel bad. Okay, if they bad. start making things other than shiny shorts for men of my size, great. I used to have these van shorts that I love, but I put holes in them now because I've worn them for like 10 years because they're the only shorts that I really liked. And those were not cargo shorts. They were van straight shorts, but they don't make those anymore. And I can't find anything to replace it. I don't want to start wearing jean shorts. I'm not going to be a jorts guy. Don't be a jorts guy. I mean, and I don't want to be... That would be the single worst thing that you could do that would be worse and than- I don't don't want to be a shiny shorts in public guy, you know, if I'm not in some athletic competition. Because you might get a fear boner. No, I'm not worried about a fear boner. I'm just saying there's not a lot of options when you're my height, you know? 
It's not like the fashion industry is clamoring to make something new and fashionable for somebody like me. Oh, no. If you're six foot, great. If you're small enough to fit into kids' clothes, great. If you're in between, nope. I'm stuck with this. So are the options that the world has given me. And now I'm being made a laughing stock because of these options. You've already ruined sandals for me. Mandals? With the years of shaming, so I don't wear them out anymore just because you, you shamed me, you body shamed me into stopping. I didn't body it. shame you, I footwear shamed you. You shamed my feet. That's body shaming. That was not your body, I was I was shaming what you were putting on your you feet. Foot shamed me. They were disgusting. Now what so I guess I'll just wear a hoodie and jeans every day of the year. Because I'm not allowed to be comfortable in public anymore because the world doesn't like it. It's fine for everybody to make fun of us. Short guys who wear cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's the laughing stock of the world. Let's walk a day in these shorts. I think you'd understand. Let's do some ball talk. being asked what is wrong with jean shorts absolutely nothing unless you're greg nibbler <laughs> just i just cannot see greg greg you cannot pull off jean shorts no no, no. I'm, I'm i'm shaped too weird they just don't work for it me. just wouldn't work no yeah for other people fine other but people it doesn't work can. for me i mean you know clearly I, I wear my jorts all the time but and i wear jeans like fine but yeah jean shorts i i haven't had a good pair of jean shorts in years and years because they just don't i just don't like the way they fit on me All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Before I go home and cry myself to sleep. All right. The Olympics are happening right now, Sarah. I don't know if you know about this. I do know. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> I have. The International Olympics. Well, I think I guess there's only one that's international, but anyway. Uh, taking place in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So it started up over the weekend. Of course, they had the opening ceremony on Friday. And there are already some medals being given out. Uh, Michael Phelps has become the most decorated Olympian ever. Oh, really? Yes. Actually, I think he already was, now that I think about it. But he continued on with that. But he has more decorations. He has more decorations now. I believe winning his 19th gold Dang. Yeah, and plus he's got like a couple of silver. It's like that pot smoking's really slowed him down. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I mean, Michael Phelps, you know, like like him or not, the guy's a pretty goddamn amazing athlete when it comes down to it. I mean, he's dominated his sport. Mm -hmm. And the only real bad things he's done that I can tell are he had a a weird girlfriend. Um, We got, there's a picture of him smoking the weed. Mm hmm. And then I think he did get a DUI, which that's that's bad, but, you know, a lesson learned there. Mm. Other than that, I really haven't seen anything that's... No, he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I mean, but he, he has, like, a really bad rap for oh, some he did people. That dis- people hate Michael Phelps. He did that thing at the uh, basketball game, the distracting. Oh, yeah, that well, that was funny. That was funny. I'm talking about, like, awesome. bad, bad things. Mm. I, I don't know. But anyway... Uh, most decorated Olympian ever. So he is still performing or, or competing. Uh, there's another uh, U.S. athlete, Katie Ledecky. 
who is doing really well. I haven't been able to watch a lot of the Olympics, uh, a lot of the Olympics yet, so I do want to see her perform. I guess she's like killing it in swimming. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and a bunch of other stuff going on with the Olympics. And there is this though that you may notice when it comes down to the swimmers and even some of the athletes in other sports, and it's the new thing that a lot of the athletes are doing. If you watch them, you may see giant red circular uh, marks on their bodies. Like, they, it looks like giant circular bruises. Oh, I know what that is. What is it? Is it cupping? It's cupping. It is indeed. No, all the, like, all the like uh, fancy actors and actresses have done that for years. Oh, that's... Because they have those weird, like, red circles, and uh-huh. it looks like they, like they got attacked by a giant octopus or something. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And that is what's happening right now. So, it's, it's becoming more and more prevalent... In the athletic community, of course, this is an old, old, I think ancient Chinese thing. Um, but yeah, you'll see it uh, on the swimmers. And when they do that, they put the, they put a cup onto the body and then either heat it up. Generally, I guess, yeah, they heat it up and or burn oil around it on the cup itself. And so that way it, it pulls the skin away from the body, kind of like a cup hickey. Mm-hmm. And That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then what it does is I guess it helps blood flow. So it pulls the skin away from there and lets the blood flow faster. Yeah, I've always better. wanted to try it. Yeah, I guess it's really, really therapeutic, and, and the athletes are saying it uh, helps out tremendously with pain, so even better than massages. So you'll see that, though, in a lot of the athletes this year. And I don't remember seeing that last time very much. I'm sure that maybe there was some, but this time especially, a lot of the athletes are doing it across all the countries. But the swimmers, you can really see it because they're, you know, yeah, wearing less clothes. Showing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on there. If you see the giant red... Uh, Octopus higgies on all of them. That's what's <laughs> happening. Um, moving on to ball talk. We've actually, oh yeah, well, I'll say this. Uh, we'll have some more Olympics news tomorrow. There's lots of stuff that's happening today. It's really kind of getting into full swing today. So we'll, we'll see what else goes on. Oh, I did discover a new game. Handball. That's one thing I do like about the Olympics. I'm putting it on randomly. Is you'll mm. see some sport that you've never heard of before. And the the sport I found out about this weekend was handball. And it's is it exactly what it sounds like? Well, no. It's it's. I mean, yes, you, you do use your hands. It's played kind of like, kind of like soccer. Only, you don't kick the ball. You just toss this little ball back and forth. And I think it's like seven players on a team, and you try to throw it into a net. Past the defenders and the goalie, it's hmm. really strange to watch. Does, is it easy? It, it sounds like it, it looks doesn't look like it's that hard. It's a giant net, <laughs> and you, throw and you a just get you jump it? up over everybody and throw the ball into it. It doesn't look like it's that complicated, but I guess it's a really big um, in Scandinavia and like Germany. There's hmm. other other there's other teams from around the world. Competing I always like in to it, watch the Olympics to see what sports I think I could be able to compete in. Right? I feel like, like I'd be all right at handball, <laughs> right? You know what? I was bummed out. I was watching the Olympics yesterday, and I was watching women's rugby. I think I would have been good at rugby. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but you know, of course, it wasn't offered because this is America. But I don't know. I don't know if you'd like to get hit. I think I would. The only reason I didn't like soccer is because I'm not very coordinated with my feet, but I'm pretty good at like throwing and running and darting. Yeah, maybe. I think if you got hit a few times, you wouldn't like it. You bruise too easy. I do bruise pretty easily. No, I think I'd like it. I'm just saying, like, if. Yeah, it's, maybe. It's, a, it's not going to be a real thing, maybe. so we don't well, have you to could, worry about I'm it. I'm sure you could join a rugby league right now. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I tried to play softball for one day, and I pulled my back out. So. That's true. Well, yeah. that does, yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of says it right there. Yeah. All right, well, there we go. We're moving on from the Olympics. We actually have some baseball news today. I've got examples of... 
two guys who did it right and two guys who were have done it wrong. Uh, Kurt Schilling. Just a quick update on him. Kurt Schilling, former Major League Baseball player, been fired from ESPN for a while now for posting very controversial things on Twitter. Let's just say he was not a fan of Barack Obama. Oh, good. And uh, it wasn't just his politics that he wasn't a fan of. So, Kurt Schilling, just kind of a douche, uh, has now said, though, he's now said this. He is going to be running for president. Oh, thank goodness. In the, not this election, but the next one. Oh, Yeah. So, Kurt Schilling. Get ready for that. Good to chilling. Know. Uh, all right, moving on. Alex Rodriguez, also A-Rod. A-Rod, uh, Alex Rodriguez is number four on the all-time home runs list for baseball. That's 696 home runs, and he will not get to 700 because the Yankees are making him retire. Why? Like this Friday is his last game. Well, he's owed $20 million this year, and he's getting another $20 million next year, and he's just not very good now. Okay. He, so they- at the, I mean, when he came into the league playing for the Mariners, he was one of the... Um, I mean, he'll go down as one of the I all-time... I remember, yeah. Yeah, he'll go down as one of the all-time greatest Major League Baseball players ever. But his whole reputation is scarred because of the steroid scandal. And then on top of that, from everything I've ever read, is just he's just kind of a prick. Yeah. His teammates have never really gotten along with him. But he was so good. That seems like the constant, yeah. Yeah, but he was so good, you could get over that. Because he was so amazing when he was actually in his prime. But, uh, yeah, it's, his career is just going out with kind of a whisper. Because the Yankees have said that he is going to be unconditionally released on Friday. They're not even going to let him play out the end of the year. Hmm, he must have pissed somebody off. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. Well, he sued the Yankees as part of it. I forgot, yeah. I remember <laughs> so, that now. I'm sure, sure his teammates loved him for that. And... Yeah, so he's going to be released, and then supposedly he's going to come back and and help coach in the minor leagues for the Yankees, or be because then someone can't get along with any of the other you know fellow players. What they should clearly do is coach a bunch of them. Well, I think they got to figure something out because they still owe him twenty million dollars next year. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not going to be playing, he's going to get twenty million dollars. So yeah, he's going to be all right. But anyway, A Rod, yeah, quietly leaving baseball on Friday. Another person leaving this this year is Big Poppy, David Ortiz. David Ortiz is awesome. Big Poppy? Big Poppy. Okay. He's from the Red Sox. He's retired. He's, Big Poppy's great. Uh, in Seattle over this weekend, they had the Ken Griffey Jr. Hall of Fame celebration, which I wish it was next weekend, mm-hmm. so I could have seen it when I was up there for Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr., badass. And finally, uh, somebody else who is doing something amazing. This guy is just cool, and it's Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki. He's oh, still I love around. Ichiro. Ichiro. That's the only is- time I... I- Solidly watched baseball was when actually I was in college when and it was the summer of Ichiro. Yeah, yeah, when Ichiro came and mm, joined and the, he was uh, just awesomely good. He's so good. Yeah, Ichiro is just one of those guys that you know. If you don't know who Ichiro is, he he's from Japan. Came over to uh, the U.S. in 2000 after several years of playing baseball over there, and now he has just had his 3,000th hit. He plays for the Miami Marlins now. And, uh, yeah, so his 3,000th hit, he moves into 30th of all time on the baseball list. And by all accounts, he's just a badass dude. He's just a nice guy, plays baseball, loves baseball, good teammate, really funny. And uh, Ichiro, I don't know how much longer he's got left, but he's still playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. 
So in honor of that, I do have something here because Ichiro was such a sensation when he was in Seattle for all those years. This is from uh, Ben Ben Gibbard. That's the uh, oh, that's the Death Cab for Cutie guy. Yeah. Well, here it is. This is Ichiro's theme. How old is this? A uh, few years. Ichiro. Ichiro. He's cool. So there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. There we are, sir. There we are, Greg. Only four more days till we go to Seattle. Got some roses. Got mm-hmm. some roses. Okay, can't even talk about it right now, although Allison Change is going to be opening up, and uh, they do have a new lead singer, and I saw them perform with the lead singer a few years ago, and it was really good. The new guy is really good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he actually is. He's, he's really good. Well, there we go, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Don't forget... So check out nextadventure.net. Oh, my goodness. Where you can get all of your outdoor needs. All of your outdoor needs. Maybe I'll go there and I'll take a look at shorts. Greg, that's a great idea. Way to take it and and turn it into a positive. Mm. I think everyone can get behind that. All you've done is now you've made me feel like I'm shamed for the rest of the summer wearing these new shorts that I got. That I'm very happy about, Shame. and you tried to make me feel bad about it. No, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about it. I'm just no, I think that's you. pretty much what it was. <laughs> there are plenty of other shorts for you. No, there aren't. That's the problem. No, I don't think that you've just you've never really there tried aren't. other shorts. Like you're just kind of you used yeah. to those same shorts. No, I have. No, I don't. I, I really I know you, and I, you don't really try a lot of new things. So I have. Anyway, like I said, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. If you're out there like me, don't let Sarah's shaming please turn you away from this show. Shame. Mm. <laughs> you just made me feel bad. Oh, stop it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.